0: very
1: known for either liking you or not liking you. Um, luckily, our male likes us. Hello, I'm John Rossi. I'm a touring drummer with a love for all things animal. When I'm on the road, I spend as much time as possible visiting zoos, aquariums, rescues, and rehab facilities. Now, I want to share those places with you. I'll be talking to keepers, vets, conservationists, volunteers, anyone who is as passionate about animals as I am. Join me on my Far. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast that loves to teach that the Watusi is more than just a dance, the Safari podcast. I'm going to start today's episode with a couple of quick reminders for y'all. Make sure you're following along at Rasafari on Instagram and Facebook at Rossifari pod on TikTok. Rasafari.com is the website, you know, all those good things. And of course, of course, if you want to support the pod, you can do so. My Venmo is at Rasafari. and also you can become a monthly supporter on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Rossifari is where you can do that, and you can uh, get all kinds of cool extra bonuses if you if you do that. So go ahead and, and check that out for me. Also, I want to just take a moment to say thank you to um, – a bunch of people who have been reaching out to me recently on social media to tell me how much the podcast means to them. Uh, it's amazing. It means the world to me. Um, nothing, nothing is better than when I'm having a, a hard day or a heck, even a great day. And I get some message from some awesome person that I don't know saying they've listened to every episode and they love it, or it's their favorite podcast, or um, telling me why it means so much to them. I don't know why there's been a real influx of these kind of messages lately, but y'all, I am not complaining. I really appreciate it. And uh, please keep in mind, if you do uh, use iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, you can, you can put those nice messages into a written review there or even just click the five-star rating. Um, it really, really helps people find the podcast. It, it leaves a lasting reminder that you enjoy what I do. And um, for whatever reason, it just seems to be something that it's really hard to get people to do. I'm not sure why, but but I talk to a lot of podcast hosts, and we all lament the fact that that it's very hard to get reviews and ratings. So um, if you're willing to take the time, I'm willing to appreciate it. But enough about that. I recently had the amazing opportunity to head back to Roger Williams Park Zoo in Providence, Rhode Island. Those of you that have listened to all of the episodes of the podcast will recognize that name because episode 19 was when I interviewed Lou Parati, the conservation director at the zoo. Lou was not only an incredible guest, but was also kind enough to help me reach out to Corey, the manager of digital communications at the zoo, to set up a couple of interviews with the keeper staff there. And today I'm bringing you my first of those two interviews with Laura Isaacs. Laura is going to be introducing you to some of the amazing African animals she takes care of, including zebras, watusi, cranes, and cheetahs. And in what might be my favorite part of this episode, um, after about a half hour long interview in a little office, we headed out to meet and hang out with the cheetahs. It was a really good time, and um, while we're there, you're going you're gonna to get to meet and hear from the cheetahs directly. And whatever it is that you are expecting to hear from them, uh, I'm guessing you're going to be surprised by what you do here. The noises caught me off guard, I'll tell you that much. As always, when I'm doing those kind of segments, I'm using a portable recorder, so the audio is not the same quality that you're going to hear in the uh, studio part, if you will. But um, it sounds awesome, and it was such a cool experience that I wanted to literally share it with all of you rather than just talk about it. So, without further ado, here is my interview with Laura Isaacs, keeper at Roger Williams Park Zoo. All right, so why don't we start off by you telling me who you are, where we are, and what you do here.
0: <laughs> um, I'm Laura. We are at Roger Williams Park Zoo in Providence, Rhode Island, and I work with our African animals, so our zebras... Watusi, cheetahs, our cranes, those are the ones I mainly work with.
1: Okay, cool. And we will we will talk about all of those for <laughs> sure. Um, but let's start off talking about you a little bit. What brought you to the animal field?
0: So in high school, I got a job. My first job was working at an animal hospital, which I loved, but I was like, I am so not going to be a vet. So I went to school for animal science, and each summer I did a different internship with different jobs. And one year I worked at a zoo, and I was like, Sold. This is perfect. I love working outside. I love working with animals, and it was a perfect combination.
1: That's awesome. What zoo was that? Elmwood Park Zoo. No. Yes. Oh! <laughs> I'm freaking out right now. Okay, Elmwood Park Zoo. Yeah. Is my home zoo.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm,
1: I'm like equidistant from a couple. Yeah. Like Brandywine, Philly, and Elmwood Park. Yep. I am a half hour <laughs> from each. Nice. But Elmwood Park is my heart zoo, my home zoo. I love it. <laughs> Slash is one of my favorite red pandas in the whole world. <laughs> the jaguars aren't. I that is so cool. When were you at Elmwood Park?
0: Ah, uh, gosh, to the summer of two thousand and four. Okay. Yeah, so that was like back before. I think they have giraffe now. Oh yeah, and stuff. Like, so it was way before that. Okay,
1: okay. Yeah. That's so cool, Elmwood Park. Oh, if you ever get a chance to go back, it has become even more charming than I've I thought
0: heard. Was I loved. I loved working there. It was awesome. awesome. If I could have stayed there, I totally would
1: have. That's so cool. Oh, I'm so happy. I love those. The zoo world is so small. And it it, it makes me so happy. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, so that's exciting. And then uh, tell me about where you went from there.
0: Uh, So after I graduated college, my two goals was to have a job and not go back to New Jersey, which is where I'm from because I was like ready for something new. And I happened to get hired at my hometown zoo. So I went back to New Jersey.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I worked at the zoo that I grew up going to, Bergen County Zoo. It was a super tiny zoo. Um, I was there for a couple of years, and then I got hired here.
1: Okay, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I actually had a keeper, uh, Trisha Gunther, who's there oh, now yep.
0: recently. Yeah, Yep, her dad was the director when I was there. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, yeah. Trisha's an awesome human. And,
0: yeah. Um, I've heard really
1: good <laughs> things about her dad. I haven't met him yet.
0: Oh, yeah, he yeah. was awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, very cool. What a what a small world. That's great. There are yeah. these two really small zoos that I yes. know, and, you work with them. and then you came to Roger Williams. And yeah. so tell me, um, what was your first job when you got here?
0: Uh, working with African animals. Yeah, so I've been in the same area the whole entire time. It's like 13 and a half years now.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Do you yep. love it? I mean- Oh, I love it. Yeah, and yep. you're just staying because you want to yep. stay?
0: Yeah, oh. and I love my animals. Um, when I first started working here, instead of cheetahs, we had painted dogs, which were my absolute favorite- um, so that's the only really change since I've been here is now I work with cheetahs.
1: I mean, that's a, that's a good change. Yeah. Like cheetah, not not that you don't want the painted <laughs> dogs too, but cheetahs are, cheetahs are pretty great. Yes. Um, very cool. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, uh, wow. I, it's so rare to hear that somebody stays in one place for so long. You must really love this zoo.
0: Yeah. I love this zoo. I love Rhode Island. So it was a good fit.
1: Dude, Rhode Island is awesome.
0: It is pretty yeah. cool, yeah. So,
1: um, I don't think I told this story on my my last episode I did here. I interviewed uh, Lou Parati, who is amazing and insane and all the good things.
0: Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> and, uh, but so I, uh, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a touring drummer, and and I was playing in a show that had been on Broadway, um, called A Night with Janis Joplin, mm-hmm. which is. A night with Janice Joplin. And um, it's amazing. And we, I was out on the national tour and we teched in Providence. Oh, cool. It was cool, kind of. But <laughs> I was hired very last minute um, and I was unable to prep like I normally do. I take my career very seriously, but, um, you know, I, I wasn't able to do what I normally do. And so uh, the tour was incredible. I had an amazing experience. It's my favorite show I've ever played. But tech was super hard. And, and I felt very uh, imposter syndrome-y. Um, and so I woke up super early one morning before a really long day, and I was like, if I don't get some animal time, <laughs> my head is going to explode. And so I knew that Roger Williams Park Zoo was here, and I did not – I had not been here before, but I hopped an Uber
0: nice. and,
1: and came to the zoo, and I didn't have a lot of time. So I did a sprint through your (laughs) lovely zoo, and it was, I think, the thing that got me through the day.
0: It's amazing how animals can do that. I mean, I always plan my vacations, not, I wouldn't say around zoos, but there's at least one zoo that I hit up on every single one of my vacations, whether it's in the States or overseas. And yeah, it's just amazing how animals can change your mood.
1: Oh yeah, I sleeping in was probably the right choice for most people, but for me, it was getting up early and jogging through a zoo to see you yeah. know the pandas and the binturongs. <laughs> and um yeah, it completely changed my whole my whole day i mean yeah. and, and you know it was it was necessary, so I've always had a deep love for this zoo because of that um so that's awesome. both of us that like this place. <laughs> yeah. uh tell me more about um tell me more about what it's like to work here because this is not. A huge zoo, but it's by no means a small zoo.
0: No, it's like a mid sized zoo. But
1: it seems uh, like a family?
0: Yeah. 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 So so, so
1: talk to me a little bit about that and what you love about being here other than the
0: animals. (laughs) I mean, the The animals are definitely number one. Um, Fair, fair. Yeah. So, like pre COVID, you you know, you start your day, we had morning meeting, you know, who's working where, what do we need to know. Um, Now it's more so done over the radio. And then you go off to your area. You know, everybody's like, oh, you work with animals, you just get to pet them all day. (laughs) And it's like, no. (laughs) Um, A lot of our job is, in fact, cleaning, Um, training with our animals. We, um, like with the cheetahs specifically, we do behaviors and training geared towards their exams every year because we want to make it as stress-free as possible. So our cheetahs are trained to get their vaccines just by coming into a shoot, and they don't feel it. They don't realize what's going on. It's so low stress. Um, so that's another big part is training, um, providing enrichment. So we want them to kind of emulate what they would do in the wild. So if they're going to forage for food, we'll hide food in their yard so they have to search for it. Um, if they don't necessarily eat every day, like cheetahs don't, aren't successful hunting every day. Um, so here at the zoo, we have a fast day for them where they get a bone. So it's kind of simulating that. Um, and then the rest of the day is a lot of cleaning up. really. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, since you're talking about behaviors in the wild, I do like to put on, on tape. That's not the right word. This is all digital, but I do like (laughs) to put on tape some, some answers to tough questions sometimes. So I'd like Uh to ask you this question already knowing the answer myself, but for people who (laughs) listen, what would you say to somebody who says, oh, cheetahs should be running all around, all over the place, and they should be in the wild and have miles to run, and, you know, that standard claptrap that people like to, to say sometimes.
0: Yeah, and I always say our animals here live better than we do. We make sure that they have care every single day. Um, they have nutritionists that are figuring out their diets and what they need, and um, for cheetahs that, oh, they need to run every day, uh, San Diego is a great example. They have a lure system set up, and you can watch these videos online, and they have the cheetahs running. Um, for our app cheetahs here, they're able to run around their yard as well, and they actually have a ball, um, like, I don't know, what, however size you think this
1: is. <laughs> we'll go with baseball size.
0: Baseball size, maybe a little bit bigger. Um, it's their favorite toy in the whole entire world. So I will throw that in the yard and that will get them running because they'll bat it around like your house cat and that gets them running from one end to the other. So we are getting them to do their natural behaviors.
1: That's awesome. And I love yeah. that. And the truth is in the wild, cheetahs don't sprint for fun.
0: They right? don't. They're they, only they
1: sprint because they're scaredy cats.
0: Yeah, they are sprinting. <laughs> um, actually they're sprinting to get their meal. Okay. Fair, fair. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, so, you know, I I always like to say that it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, humans. We used to be wild and (laughs) we used to have to track all through the country that we lived in to, to find food. And we had to move constantly and we had to run away from big, scary animals. (laughs) And now we, we watch Netflix and eat Ben and Jerry's. So if if you have the option to, to do that, that's what you're going to choose to do. (laughs) And I I like to think of zoos as nice homes for, you know, just like we have homes.
0: Yep. Just like we have home. And what's really cool is, so we have wildlife here at the zoo. We have squirrels and groundhogs and birds and rabbits. And occasionally they make the unwise decision to go into the cheetah habitat and our cheetahs will hunt them. Mm -hmm. So they are still getting that natural behavior.
1: That is awesome. I like I like to call those animals bonus animals.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like some days we'll like go into the yard and we'll be like, there is a tuft of fur and it's like that's the only (laughs) sign that they got something. And it's like, you got something. Um, other times they get groundhogs and what's really cool about that, I mean, not for the groundhog, but again, it's all, it's all circle of oh, life Oh yeah, total stuff. nature, yeah. Um, yeah. what's cool is you can see that they will leave the intestinal sac out and they're eating just the internal organs and that's what they would be doing in the wild and they'll have the whole carcass out and then like the entrails will kind of just be like hanging out and they've gotten everything else and that is exactly what they would do in the wild. So they're not unlearning stuff like they know exactly what their behaviors are
1: (laughs) that's so cool yeah it's kind of
0: cool you're like oh you got something yay for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um so the the first animal that i want to talk about other than the cheetah since we already got there because they're the fastest (laughs) they are the fastest fastest (laughs) land mammal (laughs) (laughs) um you guys have an animal here that I think is just a dance. It's the Watusi, right? Uh, yes. I, I know that is a dance. So why don't you tell me about your, your Watusi?
0: So we have two uh, male Watusis. Um, their names are Sriracha and Wasabi. <laughs> yes. And So there's an awesome story how they got their names. Okay. And so I we got them, gosh, three years ago. I think about three years ago. And so I've been here about 10 years. I've never been able to name an animal because the animals that I've gotten have either come with names or have been here and had established names. So we get these two Watusi and I'm like, yes, I can name them. And one of our security guards, I love him to death, he said, when are the wasabis coming? And I'm like, oh, you mean Watusi's? But that is an excellent name. (laughs) So one of them got named wasabi and we're like, well, what's another, you know, spicy condiment? And that's how sriracha came to be. Yo, that's so and, great. And um, sriracha is mostly red. So that's how he got sriracha and the other one got wasabi.
1: Well done. And Yeah. So take a second. Um, I'm guessing a lot of my listeners don't know what a Watusi is. So can you give a very like sixth grade definition of what a Watusi is? And if you're listening and you don't know, Google them. But, but yeah.
0: They are long horned cows and steers, like cattle, essentially. Um, they have really long horns. Um, I think they can get up to twelve feet in length. Ooh. So yeah, so just picture really big horns. Um, what's cool about their horns is it's like personal a c. Um, so their horns are hollow, so their blood will go in through the horns. They'll cool down and then go back into the body, and the, because the blood's cooled off, it cools off the animal. So that's one of like the most coolest facts about them.
1: Physiology of animals is so interesting. Yeah, right. That's so it's
0: really cool.
1: I want some. I want some Watusi <laughs> horns. That's, that's a little <laughs> warm in this office right now. <laughs> yeah, I got so
0: and they have really rough tongues. So think of like if you ever gotten licked by a cat, how it's like sandpaperish almost. There's like definitely high grade sandpaper, yeah.
1: That's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, are, are they uh, free your protected contact?
0: They are protected contact, so we don't go in with them. Okay. Um. Only because they're not entirely our two boys. Um. They don't get their size. They don't realize how sure, big sure. they are. Um, So just for our safety reasons, we don't go in with them.
1: You know, I I have to tell you a trend that I have noticed on my podcast is that um, anytime that anybody says any animal is protected contact, with the exception (laughs) of like a real obvious one, like a lion that can eat your face. (laughs) The keeper feels the need to defend it. Like, yeah. like, I, I, ha- I swear it, it's the sweetest boy. <laughs> they're just clumsy and could yes. accidentally kill. It happens every time, regardless of species.
0: Yeah. Well, you think cattle? You're like, oh, there's yeah, there's nothing wrong with them, but it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> they're big boys. <laughs> yeah,
1: understandable and and pretty awesome. That's. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so, what kind of cranes do you take care of?
0: Uh, West African crown cranes. Um, We actually only have one. um, And he's a bit peculiar about who he likes and who he doesn't like. Um, luckily, he likes me. Oh,
1: good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That helps. That helps. I, I have been attacked through a fence by one of them. I was yes. trying to take a picture, and yep. uh, they they said, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, so we used to have a female, um, and she hated me. And one time I was in the yard with them bringing them in for the night, and now picture this, it's the end of the day, so we still have people at the zoo that are leaving, and they're watching this happen, and I go in to bring them in, and the female who hates me literally jumped on my back and started flapping (sighs) her wings at me, like, was making me bleed, but you have people in front of you, so you're like, everything's good! (laughs) Um, So yeah, birds are very known for either liking you or not liking you. Um, Luckily, our male likes us. Uh, His name is Winky.
1: Y'all are real good at
0: names. (laughs) He came with his name. Fair, fair. That's
1: that's pretty great. Do you know why he's winking?
0: I don't. Um, The female was named Blinky, so I think (laughs) there was a theme with that, but I don't know.
1: I will point out that those are two of the Pac-Man ghosts. I don't know Uh, if that's that's why. Yes, that is
0: why. Now that you said that, that is why. Yeah, someone once told me that, and I never remember that, but I believe that is how they got their names. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Oh wow. Okay, very cool. Um and then we touched on cheetahs and then I'm blanking on what else you said you have. So zebras. Zebras. Cool. Yes. Yeah, stripy so, horses.
0: Stripey ponies. My <laughs> friend calls them disco horses. Oh, I like that. <laughs> um so yeah, so we have three girls, um Zipper, Samantha and Tundra. Um Zipper's super friendly. She'll come up to the fence and eat carrots from your hand. Nice. So she loves that. Um Yeah, we also don't go in with them, but they're really good. Like, can she can be all the way at the other end of the yard, and I call her name, and she comes running. Um, But she also knows because when she comes running, she gets carrots.
1: I mean, yeah, that's a good reason. (laughs) Yeah,
0: fair enough. (laughs) Carrots
1: are pretty awesome.
0: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and she she recently turned 22. um, So, yeah, we gave her some carrots that had 22 written in it, and she was very excited.
1: (laughs) Nice, that's awesome. Very cool. Um, So... Let's talk a little bit about conservation. Mm-hmm. I know it is a huge focus here at the zoo. Um, and, and you have some animals that are, are clearly endangered. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about uh, some of the efforts the zoo is doing to take care of, of or help with conservation uh, of these animals.
0: So it depends on the animal. Like we have specific conservation programs here um, with burying beetles and New England cotton tops.
1: And, of course, Um, you can listen to the Lou Parati episode to learn all about those.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, Individually-wise, there's different types of programs that are out there. Um, One that I like to relate to um, our visitors so they can get even more of appreciation for it. There, especially with our cheetahs. So cheetahs are low in numbers, and we have to do all the conservation efforts with them. So I actually was able to go volunteer at a cheetah conservation site in Namibia. Nice. Yeah. So I was there for a month and it's kind of cool what they're doing. Cause so they take in, um, let me
1: interrupt for just one second. Yep. You I'm sorry. Is, is this cheetah conservation fund or is this? Yeah. Okay. I yep. just wanted to make sure.
0: I know there yeah, are a yeah, couple <laughs> other organizations. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: you know, CCF's incredible. <laughs> CCF. And Dr. Laurie Marker is yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So they have a whole program where they um breed and raise dogs that they then give to farmers to protect their livestock. Cause Livestock are, oh, the cheetahs are killing our animals, so we're going to kill the cheetahs. And it's like, whoa whoa, 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 let's see what we can do and work together. And so I'm able to say, oh, look, this is what's going on in Africa. They're giving these dogs to the farmers. The livestock are being protected, all is well. And when you tell that to visitors, they're like, dogs? Like, we have dogs at home. And by able being able to connect them to something they can tangibly see, Makes them see a whole bigger picture, which then leads to them. Oh, well, let me look at this conservation and see what they're doing and how I can help.
1: I love that so much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And for for my listeners, uh, you know, this is different. This is different cheetah dog stuff than we've talked about on the podcast before, because we have talked about how some zoos have uh, cheetahs that are raised with dogs, and this is different than that. This is uh, Anatolian Shepherds? Yes. Am I remembering correctly? Okay, so tell me about your time with CCF in Namibia. Like, tell me about that. That had to be incredible.
0: It was incredible, but it was also kind of weird. I always say I went to Namibia without actually going to Namibia because I was on the conservation site the whole entire time. Sure, sure. Um, so not only did I get to work with the cheetahs, but also work with the dogs, and they have a working farm. And But I also did get to see, like, giraffe in the wild and all this stuff, and it was just amazing to just be there and work with the animals and see the efforts that they're making and the education that they're doing that cheetahs are not pets here, why they're not pets, and going out and educating people. So it was kind of cool to see the efforts like on the home front versus, you know, here you come to the zoo, you see the cheetah and you might not as you're just like, oh, those are cute cats. But now you have hands-on experience on how to relate that to wild cheetahs, to visitors and it's, you know, that whole big circle. So it's just cool to see it all in action.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> um, did you hear lions at night?
0: I did not. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> so my
1: girlfriend uh, is is, wow, by the time this comes out will be a veterinarian. Uh, She's a four-year vet student. That's exciting. But by the time this gets released, she won't be anymore. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Congrats, Zoe. Um, But uh, yeah, and she went (laughs) to Africa to do a couple of different veterinary internships. And, um, you know, you can't really call very easily (laughs) or or even text. (laughs) But we emailed. And um, as she would write me the emails, she would hear lions roaring. Regularly at night, and I, anytime she would hear one, she would just put in parentheses "lion," and so she'd be saying, "You know, I had a really great day today. We were looking at lion, the cheetahs, and I actually got to throw some lion steak from the lion back of a vehicle to, and, you know, it was very interesting. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry it's you didn't get to world. So cool. Yeah. Right. I know. Right. It's it's really ridiculous how how small this this conservation world is. So would you say that CCF is your, your favorite conservation organization?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Especially because <laughs> I got to go there and experience it. I
1: mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I figured you seemed pretty good There's pretty so many
0: amazing that. different conservation programs, but because I had a profound experience there, being hands-on, that will always stick out in my mind. Of course.
1: Plus, now you get to, like you said, you get to apply that yeah. daily. Yeah. And that is sick. So, <laughs> I love it. That. That's so very cool. Um, so, uh, are there any other animals we haven't talked
0: about yet in your area? Just, those are the ones that I mainly work okay, with. Okay. I thought that so. small group. I'm, yeah. Okay.
1: Cool, cool, cool. And, um, so let's talk about the area, um, there's like a mixed species exhibit that some of these guys are involved in, right? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about that area.
0: So, I mean, our zebra and Watusi are all in one area. So that's considered a mixed species right, exhibit. Right. Um, we also have other areas throughout the zoo that have multiple animals in there. And um, it's just that's how they would be in the wild. It's not like, okay, this area is just wildebeest and this area is just zebras. Like, they live together. So, right. again, that's how we try and do that here at the zoo, too.
1: Do you find that they interact?
0: Um, not particularly. Like, sometimes, like, the little be days where the Watusi are at one end of the yard and the zebra are all at the other end of the yard. Um, sometimes they'll get going and they'll all run around.
1: (laughs) Yes. Mixed species Um, zoomies.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's (laughs) hilarious. But again, it's the same thing in the wild. Like, they'd be in the same groups and in the same areas, but they wouldn't necessarily be interacting with each other. So it's, yeah, you see kind of what happens in the wild is what's happening here. No, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that makes a lot of sense. I'm always entertained by that, though. Yeah. I see, like, an eight species exhibit. and. They're like, oh, look, they can all interact. And you look and it's, they're eight like, different species yeah, yeah. hanging out. And I'm like, okay, right. <laughs> yep. But like you said, it's very cool for them. They can they experience each other. They smell each other. Yep. They occasionally might run around with each other. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. kind
0: of like, if you think about it, if you have cats and dogs in the same household, like sometimes they love each other and sometimes they're like, uh, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, And then talk to me about the cheetah exhibit for a second, because I really love, The cheetah exhibit.
0: It's a pretty cool exhibit. So the thing that I love most about our cheetah exhibit is we have two, I guess you would call them rock formations that are pretty high up. um, And cheetahs go up high to spot their food. So in the wild, they're going to go on termite mounds and be like, ooh, what can I see? So here they go up on these rocks and they love it. They can actually see, um, except for summer when all the trees are full bloom, um, they can see the highway from their exhibit, so I call it Cat TV, because they'll just <laughs> chill on the rocks and, like, watch the cars go by, which is also another awesome thing, because when you're talking to the public, you can be like, see that highway, see how those cars are going, that's how fast a cheetah can run, and that gets them thinking, oh, like, they can see something tangible instead of just being like, if you're told a cheetah can run 65 miles an hour, you're like, okay, that's fast, but if you're like, see that car on that highway, that car is going 65 miles an hour as long as it's, you know, following the speed limit, That's how fast they're going, and to actually see it is kind of cool.
1: I have to say I'm very (laughs) impressed with how you you tie things in when you're talking to the public. That's very cool.
0: Oh, it's all about tying things in, because that's how you get them excited, and you want people excited, because the more excited they get, the more educated they'll get, and the more conservation efforts they'll look into. So it's all about tying in education.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Do you find that harder with, uh, you know— the the less charismatic species, like uh, like a a watusi or a crane.
0: No, because you can always find a fun fact that can get the people excited. Such as such as the horns on the cattle. Um, we can be like, oh, Winky likes to do this behavior. Like he can bop up and down, and that's a bird behavior. So you can get the people to interact. Like if you bop up and down, maybe he'll bop up and down, and that's how you'll get them excited about. Like, even a cockroach, you can find something exciting about a cockroach to get anybody excited.
1: It's time for Interrupting. 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 Interrupting, John. Mm. Challenge accepted. Here are some interesting facts about cockroaches. First of all, a cockroach can hold its breath for 40 minutes. They can also run... Up to three miles an hour, which is uh, not exactly the fastest animal in the world, but, like, they're really tiny bugs, so that's actually pretty cool. Um, A one-day-old baby cockroach can run almost as fast as its parents. Uh, Cockroaches dig alcohol. So, uh, yeah, maybe some of y'all are relating to cockroaches a little bit more right now. Um, There are more than 4,000 different cockroach species around the world, and here's the real crazy stuff. We all know that cockroaches can, like, live through some crazy stuff. Everyone always says that they will survive the eventual inevitable nuclear war that we have in our country probably pretty soon based on how things are going, but... I guess that's, uh, you know, a different topic. But cockroaches can live for a full month without any food and remain fine. They also can live for an entire week after losing their heads. Turns out that cockroaches have an open circulatory system and also breathe through little holes in each of their body segments so they're not actually dependent on their mouth or head to breathe or stay alive. Should a roach lose its head, it would eventually die in about a week because it cannot drink, so it will die of dehydration. And there are your interesting cockroach facts that nobody asked for but I provided. You're welcome. Back to the interview. I love that. That's so cool. And, uh, you know, I just, I have this mental image of you getting all these guests bopping (laughs) and Winky's just staring at them like, what is wrong with these people? (laughs) Sometimes
0: it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You just do it for
1: your own entertainment. Be honest. You you can tell the truth. Oh, yeah, for
0: sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's really fun. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to give a shout out to? It can be a conservation organization or just people or anything like that.
0: I mean people who love our zoo are awesome.
1: <laughs> I mean, yes, really? yes, I am. I mean, yes, we are. <laughs> that's a that's a good shout out. Um, you know, I think I actually think that's important. I really do. Because I think that um, you know, in the last year especially, I've talked to a lot of keepers who who are like, Oh great, people are coming back. <laughs> Yay. And um and people who You know, I've been talking about this on my news episodes lately, but uh, it seems like lately as people have been coming back to zoos, uh, bad behavior is on the rise. Um, You know, there are a lot of well-documented, you know, people going in with elephants or trying to and all kinds of just really bad choices. Um, But I do think it's important to remember that it is a bit of a symbiotic relationship.
0: Yes, that's a very good, very good way of Because a lot of the people who work with animals were working with animals because we love animals, and we're animal people. We're not people people, so it's you know sometimes when the zoo is really crowded, you're like, oh my gosh, the zoo is really crowded. But again, it's every once in a while you get to have that one in one one on one experience with a visitor, and you see that light bulb moment, and it's awesome. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> very cool. I love that, and uh, uh, we're gonna go we're gonna go look at some animals. But before that, now it is time. It's time now, don't you know? We've come to the end of the show, but there's one tale left to go, you're gonna laugh and say, oh no, it's time for the Ron Safari Poop Story. Hit me!
0: (laughs) So, you know, it's a rite of passage to get pooped on by your animals, and I've gotten pooped on by everything from you know, tortoises to... <laughs>
1: Wait a like, minute, how are you not able to dodge tortoise poop? I imagine so like, that's would be I slow. Was, so
0: we used to have tortoises that we would bring... Um, onto exhibit and when it wasn't warm enough at night we'd bring them in so you have to pick them up and they would just poop all over you okay
1: fair fair
0: and my favorite thing is like i would text my non-zoo friends i'm like oh yeah i got pooped on by a tortoise and my friends would laugh and they're like you know i love that this isn't a euphemism for anything and that (laughs) you legit got pooped on by an animal today and more often than not you just don't even notice it like there's been days where like my pants have been covered in who knows what? And I'm like, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and you just roll with it. <laughs> Though I do have to say, at my last, my first suit that I worked at, the way the pens were set up for our um, bison and our elk, they had paddocks and there was a wall in between the paddocks. So one keeper would be cleaning one side and one keeper would be cleaning the other side. So like you might be in the bison paddock cleaning and all of a sudden you're getting pelted with elk poop because <laughs> the other keeper is, throwing elk poop over at you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's not even the animals. So sometimes it's not the
0: animals. Sometimes it's the keepers having fun.
1: Keepers poop on each other. Yeah. Okay, not quite that. (laughs) 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 Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Anytime. Let's go hang out with some animals. Yes, let's. (laughs) Okay, and what is that?
0: This is um, our bright bell that they're trained to use. So um, we ring the bell and they know to come inside. That's amazing. Um, so it's what we call a recall. So as soon as they hear the bell they know to come inside and they know they're going to get a treat for coming over.
1: Makes sense. Oh that's so a good yawn.
0: This is Jenga right over here who's coming up to us. Jenga. So she'll get a little piece of a meatball. Oh. Girl. And then this is, who's this? This is Johari. Oh, you're all gonna, and then this is Abby, or this is Becca right here. And I don't know where, oh, and then Abby's right there behind the tree.
1: That's some noises right there, y'all. <laughs> there
0: we go. So I call that their velociraptor noise. <laughs> you aren't wrong. <laughs> Hi, <good> girls.
1: <laughs> they just have a lot to say. girls. So what are their individual personalities like?
0: Um, so Abby, I love her. She is, I call her my princess. She is super laid back. Um, I call her my princess though, because she prefers to be hand fed her breakfast every morning. <laughs> um, Becca reminds me of Puss in Boots from Shrek. Okay. Cause she has, um, where is she? This is one right here. She just looks at you with those eyes. She's doing oh, it yep, right now, yep. and it's just total puss in puss face. Um, Johari and Jangar are like stranger danger. Um, so if anyone comes near them that they don't like, they will jump on the fence and hiss. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> That's really cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but they're pretty good girls.
1: huh? This is actually the first time I've gotten to go hang out with cheetahs. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they've been on my list for a while.
0: So, do you know all the cool like cheetah spot facts and I fun mean, facts?
1: I know many, but but I have an audience. So, <laughs> so tell me all the things.
0: Um, so it's estimated that they have about 2,000 spots on their bodies. Wow, that's a lot. Um, what's also really cool about their spots is that they're on their skin.
1: So, oh, really? if you were to,
0: like, shave their fur off, their spots are actually on their skin. And how
1: many times have you shaved a cheetah to learn this fact? No. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Um, and then, also, their spot pattern is unique to them. So, like, our fingerprints or like, a zebra stripe. Right, right, No two cheetahs have the Excuse same Excuse me.
1: Spot. The term is not zebra.
0: Oh, right. Disco pony. Disco pony. Disco pony.
1: <laughs> we need to use proper terminology on this podcast. It's we do. Important.
0: We can credit Mary for that term. <laughs> so, hi jenga oh that's an awesome picture Corey.
1: that's a big cheetah
0: <laughs> yeah they're i, they, I love them because like they'll walk and then they'll just flop right on down and like my house cats do
1: that yeah yeah i i have said many a times on this podcast that uh big cats house cats that are big that's all <laughs> yeah, that's they, they are yep. they're, they're death kitties but <laughs> in some cases but, you know mind if i sneak down there to try and get a go for bed? it go for it's it
0: oh now she's gonna hit she's like who is this
1: person (laughs) well that was awesome (laughs) (laughs) little 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 unsure of me
0: little yeah jenga's Jenga's like what's going on here
1: (laughs) come on jenga don't you listen to the rossafari podcast (laughs) we're out here trying to trying to promote your home
0: So, yeah, so they have this whole yard room all the way over here, all the way, and then it goes all the way oh, yeah. back that way. They
1: have a ton of room. And it also gives you the chance to have two viewing windows. Yes. Which is amazing. Yep. Yeah. I love the rock formations. I know we already talked about them, but <laughs> I just love them.
0: Yeah, they're pretty cool. And then, actually, if you see behind this rock formation, mm-hmm. see how those high fences is up. And that is because they could potentially drop, jump from that rock to there so keeping it safe here at roger williams park zoo
1: (laughs) oh i'm so disappointed that they can't do it no i'm kidding that's that's very cool and look at the line of people all socially distanced to see the cheetahs and it's kind of cool
0: because sometimes they see little kids and they're like "Ooh, you're small so they'll go up to the window and jump
1: and sucker, that's actually a problem that
0: I had when I was working with the cheetahs in Namibia. Because I'm so short, they thought I was um, prey, not predator. Are you are you a prey species? So Is that I what you're telling me? a prey me? species, and I almost um, got attacked by a cheetah. Luckily, I was in with other keepers, and Whoa. they were able to safely get me out. But they were like, you're so short. And every time I would walk past that enclosure, which I never went in again with, but every time I'd walk past that enclosure, that cheetah would come running and, like, stalk me. Wow. Yeah.
1: It's interesting that, like, one kicked you out. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's, that's
0: They're like, you are really short. You <laughs> are afraid. We're going to eat you. <laughs> that was a fun phone call home to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Since we're all taking pictures of this cutie patootie. She's all like "Ricky Suave. Like,
1: Jenga's like, wait a minute. Why am I having a photo shoot right now? I'm very confused. It's
0: that's a good girl.
1: And look, at, I love that Jenga is just like, this is happening. We're all taking pictures. Yep, and good. she keeps looking at you. She, tr- I mean, seriously, she trusts you. Yep. She knows you. And she's like, is this Okay.
0: She knows that person happen. has the meat. That, that
1: too. But exactly. I, I I, genuinely think that she is... is
0: oh, for sure. We know. definitely have a connection to our animal. Yeah, animals.
1: no. Which I think yeah. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. You also do have the meat. But I also
0: am <laughs> hold, holding a big thing of meat. <laughs> you can actually see her drooling a little bit. <laughs> oh, Jenga.
1: Honey, that, that's not dignified, baby girl. What you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's what's
0: like the nice thing about when. So every, every other, well, every year we knock down two cheetahs to do exams on them. And again, it's all, um, we give them their anesthesia. They're trained to come in the shoot. We give them a shot. They have no clue what's going on. It's as stress-free as it possibly could be. Um, and then when we get to do their exams, you know, you get to see just how big their paws are. Um, it's crazy.
1: That's awesome.
0: And get your hands on them. Make sure they're. I mean, it's awesome that you can get your hands on them. And make sure that they're all healthy. But it's also like I'm petting my. Children. <laughs> Which, don't do that at home. No, of course.
1: Of course. <laughs> oh, who's up on the rock? Look at that.
0: That is probably Abby. That is her absolute favorite spot. And again, you can see she's looking at the highway. Yep. Um,
1: Majestic. So girl. it's you
0: know it's her cat TV hi <laughs> i know i put the meat down <laughs> i did i put it down she's surveying her land awesome.
1: well as you can tell that was an absolutely amazing time and don't you just love those cheetahs they're so sweet and make such goofy noises Ugh! i loved that so much I also got to hang out over in the mixed species exhibit a little bit, seeing the Watusi and some zebras and stuff, but uh, they didn't make any cool noises, and we talked about them in the interview, so I didn't share any audio from that. Uh, actually, I was so distracted by how cool they all were, I didn't take any audio from that. Sometimes um, being a podcaster who's also a huge fan of what is happening is, uh, is difficult. Anyway, you can check out Roger Williams Park Zoo online. Their website is rwpzoo.org, and they are on social medias at rwpzoo. And remember, friends, in the language of the cheetah, the word credits is... (laughs) Which means you would say credits backwards like... The Rossifari Podcast is produced, hosted, and engineered by John Rossi. Editing and fact-checking by John and Dr. Zoe Vesley gross Our theme song is Sevens by Nathan Burke, performed by Nathan and John. Interrupting John theme and additional voices by Taylor Isaac Gray.